Welcome back to Schoolhouse Cracked. With me, as always, is Mr. Brett Derrickson, who started off a brand new school year at the helm of a school, leading teachers, students, families, and his community. And here's my good friend, Dr. Marcus Motorchandler, whose dissertation is so amazing that the Library of Congress won't even recognize it. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> Professor Dr. Mark Moore Channel, my good friend and colleague, uh, who brings me uh, insight and joy as we, we look into what's going on in schools. We're not broken, folks, and don't pull your kids out of public school, but we're examining those places where we need to know as a community what we want to work on. I got to take a step back, though. There's no way you read my dissertation. I don't think anybody did, not even my parents. <laughs> Uh, but again, as always, we're a schoolhouse cracked. Be sure to like us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, download us on all your favorite podcast channels, and send us your thoughts and comments at schoolhousecracked at gmail.com. Um, so Brett, today's kind of a, a, a something that I've, I've been kind of griping about for you, uh, with you over a beer or whatever for, for several months, dating back to, I think like February. And it's just the, um, kind of national trend we're seeing in kind of what I'm going to say liberally is militant school boards yeah, and, and just the nature of school boards in general and a lot of turnover we're seeing in, in newly elected school board members, um, either hiring or ousting their superintendents and the trickle effect that causes. Um, in addition to some of the curricular decisions they're making, uh, the financial decisions they're making, um, and just kind of how that impacts the, the run of the mill family and kid attending a middle school or third year teacher teaching literature in a high school. Yeah, excellent. I love how that you've already framed that. Like, how does this get down uh, into the school level? But um, Marcus, just to like reiterate that, to, to make it simple, like school boards, maybe, maybe you don't even know. And if I am being condescending, I apologize to our audience, but I, I never thought of a school board until we had a school board crisis when I was a teacher. I didn't think yeah. about my school board exactly. when I was a student, and I did not even think about it until I was in my mid-20s as an, a, lo a locally elected, a fully democratic process. Mm -hmm. And now we're sitting in a, in a culture in our society that is over-politicized, and it is getting into the schoolhouse. Yeah, and I was the same way. I think I was in my second or third year as an educator, and I, th this is how I, naive I was to this process. I thought school board members were employees in the school district. Mm -hmm. And really what opened my eyes is a really dysfunctional school board um, that had open fighting on topics resulting in them sending district-wide staff emails arguing their points mm -hmm. in front of the staff. And, and all I knew at that time, I didn't know enough about school boards, even as an educator at that time, but I knew it was dysfunctional from what I was personally watching. Yeah, and, and, and me entering into that same school district probably six years after you, uh, coming in after a very famous event of, uh, I guess, forced employee turnover, if I'm going to like protect oh, my own. I'm, I'm even dating myself by going back to my original oh, school are you? district. So <laughs> I, I'm talking about the one that we joined together. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and it was, uh, uh, folks, to, to just, you know, to be clear, I guess it's time for me to step out a little bit, you know, that's my current school district, uh, which I'm very proud of, and I'm actually very proud of the school board that I, that I work yeah, in, yeah. and I say that with all earnestness, and you've heard me say that before, yeah. uh, but I will say that my entrance into this school district was extremely political, and it was very controversial, and it was the dismissal of a whole range of one type of, em of employee in order to get a single individual uh, yeah. to move on. And I said to you, how does this happen? Mm. And that's kind of where you kind of helped me understand 
the pol- local politics. And yeah, local politics that are unique to each school district. Mm-hmm. Like every school district across the country is, is a representation of its community. Mm-hmm. And its leadership is a representation of its community, sometimes for better or worse. But I remember when you asked me that question, and it's a, it's a quote I quote often, and, and I joke about this, but sometimes I truly mean it, is it's a quote from Mark Twain. And the, uh, the quote from Mark Twain is, on the first day God created idiots, on the se- that was for practice. <laughs> On the second day, he created school boards, um, and, and there's there's wide ranging opinions on on what type of school board uh, or how school board should function. One of the recent things we're seeing is um, uh, policy governance, yeah. and so s- there are school boards who um, will rubber stamp decisions made by the district because they're elected officials and they have to, and that's what allocates funds for the decision making. The only employee of a school board is the superintendent. Nobody's actually employed by the school board themselves. They're employed by the superintendent. So that's a weird, even though the school boards offer contracts. So this weird, weird kind of uh, snake eating itself scenario. It is, but it's also reflective of of the um, American structure of government in in general. Mm -hmm. The division of the branches, the separation of powers. Like structurally, the school board system mimics what we value in representative democracy. Yeah, absolutely. And... And that's when when things go a little bit sideways. We do have a national trend, and you called it militant uh, school boards. But what we really do mean is that our school board, local school board elections, are twisting in the direction of national trends in regard to polarization of mm-hmm. politics. And folks, like wherever you're at on that spectrum, is not of interest to to Marcus no. and I, but it, it is of interest to how your school runs to how uh, employees and satisfaction are mm-hmm. and from the adoption of textbooks and curriculum like yeah. these these are these are important people mm-hmm. and they're often people who are just able to throw their hat in the ring well and I'm and, and you you hit the nail on the head Brett because this episode is really important to me one because of what we've been seeing both nationally and locally in in our region over the last couple of months and uh, knowing that we're going into a new election cycle and here in just uh, uh, you know, a month and a half, two months, you'll you, nationwide, you'll be electing your new school board members if there's a vacancy. And more often than not, uh, I see board members get elected because they run unopposed and they're given the position because nobody ran against them. Yes, we see it yeah. very often. And more often than not, they're not running based on actual school-based issues, but they're running on um, a mirror or a mimic yeah. of, of national political trends and wanting to, like, quote unquote, keep our kids safe from whatever national yeah. idea is going on. And what we're looking for, at least what I'm looking for, is people who are who want to know how how their governance will affect kids. Right. And and that's that for me, that's where the politics ends and the job begins. Mm-hmm. Is I'm not interested in your macroeconomic ideas or or your um, values on on these different issues yeah, how are we going to how are we going to educate kids how are we going to feed kids how are we going to get them to and from school safely and how are we going to keep them safe yeah yeah and those are typically not platforms that most school board members run on yes yeah, yeah the logistics <laughs> honestly i would like to know if my school board member can help me with the logistics of busing yeah. on a limited budget when we have no bus drivers applying for jobs yeah, yeah right that, that's the big concern right now I, i'll tell you and i'm going to hammer on this is one of the big things we saw a lot of school board members or school board member candidates run on in contested elections was critical race theory. Yeah. And folks, regardless of what your theory on critical race or uh, thoughts on critical race theory are, um, I will tell you that working at the graduate level of a university, we 
we're barely scratching on that at the master's level, really getting into it deep at the doctoral level. It's not happening in second grade. <laughs> What's happening in second grade is, is social-emotional learning curriculum, anti-bullying needs. <laughs> is your kid safe when they go down the, the playground? Yeah, or are they going to get tetanus? And like I, some, some things that necessitate allocation of money and school board approval. Yeah, yeah. And, at, and my laughter is at – is not at that our school issues are minor. No, like no. It, it does matter if we have a balanced meal at our yeah. school. It if the does kid's falling matter. off the playground every single day yeah. and you have a, a twisted ankle or a broken finger every single day, that's a capital improvement fund allocation. It means the school board has to say, yes, spend that amount of money on this thing to fix it. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, when it comes to curriculum, folks, just so you guys know, we have to buy what's called guaranteed and viable curriculum. Yeah, yeah. So it actually, there, there are definitely some deviations in what is taught and how it's taught and what is emphasized, so on and so forth. But there's not a textbook company on the planet that can operate at a profit if it's not hitting the middle of the road. Yeah. So I promise you, critical race theory and some of these things, these, uh, and, and that's just you're one cutting example. Your, as, a, as a textbook maker, you're cutting in your profit margin. Right. Yeah. So the, the, the simple point is, is that these larger political issues that we perceive or, or don't perceive as eroding at our, our national values are really not being played out in your schools. Find out who in your community is willing to do the legwork mm -hmm. so that they'll be in school buildings maybe during the day and, and talk to teachers. Yep, absolutely. Uh, find out who really can help you with logistics. Find out who is uh, smart enough to understand budgets and find out how they can get money from the community in addition to the state, in addition to federal grants. Find people who, who really can get things done for your kids and drop the hullabaloo yeah. of of politics and that's one of the things i think i've seen recently um within our region folks and i won't get into the details but we had uh in our region two very large school districts um that uh had brand new school boards and they kind of ousted two well-respected um pretty well established very thoughtful community-minded community-oriented leaders yeah um over covid response and and so i i would say regardless of what how you thought schools handled COVID. You know, did we do it well sometimes? Absolutely. Did we do it poorly sometimes? Absolutely. There was no playbook for it. But all over, um, you know, community engagement, looking at diversity and COVID response. And now that we're kind of, there's, we're still dealing with some COVID things in schools, obviously. But as we're kind of coming out of COVID, the school board officials who ran on a platform of masks in schools now have nothing of substance to offer in a school board meeting. And, and so I would say this is a call to action, folks. Like, yeah. If you've got thoughts on how your school district should be run, that's beyond a single stump issue. That's who that's who your school district needs. Well, and and uh, it, just to keep with with this specific context, Marcus, if you think that your school board has a political agenda on masks or not masks, it doesn't. That political agenda either trickles down from a radical governor or a or a lame duck, like in our case, or their response to local governance themselves. Yeah. Like our county was the 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 knowledgeable authority on masks or not masks yeah. in regard to uh, schools. Our school board reacted logistically, yeah. and so if you want to improve those bigger issues, simply know uh, find out what they do and don't do. Do go to a school board meeting, like. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'll, I mean, I'll tell you they're not fun. No, but that's where the work happens. No, yeah. it, and it, it's not. It's not. It's nuts and bolts. It's glad handing, yeah. and See, after the glad handing and the like incessant 
uh, complimenting folks. If you're uh, upset about like every kid gets an award, kind of go to a school board. Meeting. Yeah, go to a school board meeting <laughs> for Pete's sake. But at the end of the day, though, they do they do their business yeah. and they present their business in front of the public, and then you'll know exactly what they're talking about, what they're doing. At the very least, you can look at the minutes and figure out uh, what was on the agenda uh, and at least what is being prioritized or not being prioritized. On the upside, this is what I'll say. I do, I do work in a school district that has a highly functioning school board. And, and so how does that happen? How do we go from me entering to a school district and, and, and turning to my friend and saying, hey, what's going on? What the on? hell's going yeah, on? Yeah, what's yeah. going on in this area? Because, you know, I live a little bit out of it. To me saying to him at another uh, one of our bar table discussions, yeah. hey, man, I disagree. I love our school board, and here's why. Well, it comes down essentially to, to people. Mm-hmm. And our school board members are people from our community, and they're people who have uh, had children. Yes, children, children, children of difficulty, going through our schools, and and they were parents who were involved in the schools, and they're not light on teachers, but they also understand the value of teachers. And and that's something I, I appreciated. Uh, you know, when you're a principal, when you're a high school principal, and, and when you're in administration or doing district work, you, you inevitably work, interact with, with school board members. Or if in, you're a teacher and you have them in your classroom, sometimes you're going to get an email, things like that. The things I always appreciated most about board members were the folks who had the experience of being involved in the school district. They, they, they were not an outside observer, Monday morning quarterbacking leadership decisions yeah. they were they were folks who spent time to learn the issues and and wanted to maybe tackle it from a different lens and uh and some of the greatest work i've seen in every district i've been in that school board members initiated and tackled as a school board started with them just seeing something from a different perspective yeah. um, than we were seeing and posing the question sometimes posing a hard question and then letting us get to the work of trying to tackle it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, I'm just going to go back to my original point. If your school board member wants to talk national politics, give them uh, the stiff arm. Mm-hmm. If they want to talk about what's going on, at, at the very least, no matter what their position is, if what they want to talk about what's going on in your school district, mm-hmm. then go ahead and bring them into the fold because even if they have an opinion on significant issues, let's say curriculum, mm-hmm and instruction that differs from you if they really care about the the local issues Mm -hmm. then they will be somebody who's a friend of change or understanding they'll ask the correct questions yeah like like period but this is what i'll say about uh my my last uh significant piece on this is that school board members are the most democratic the most influenced of all our representatives and representative governments so first of all, they probably live near you. Yeah, in some cases <laughs> next door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, so they're or, the, or sometimes they are you. Yes. Yeah. yeah, they're in the grocery store. You can you can talk to them. You can you can share your thoughts with them. You can attend school board meetings just like like senators and, and, and representatives get to attend congressional hearings. Yeah. You can go right in and and, ma- and vo- make vocalized. Pu- yeah, and make public comment. Yes, so, you can. You yeah. can absolutely. Like, you you can you can be involved. So if you don't have the time to be a school board member, mm-hmm. the one thing about it is know, knowing who you elect, and also then holding them to what matters as things ebb and flow. I might think you would be an amazing school board member until the rubber hits the road on an issue that impacts schools and we don't agree. Then I at least 
different than when you vote in a national political election. I don't have to write a letter or send an email into the ether hoping that it influences a representative. Yeah. I can actually go to a school board member. So folks, this is like the absolute most exciting way to exercise your influence in democracy. Well, and, and so I want to tell a brief story about that. So um, it, one of my previous school districts um, uh, got a new superintendent. Um, that superintendent was the impetus of a lot of turnover. And so when we talk about school boards making decisions that have impacts down to the classroom, down to the kid, down to the teacher, um, brand new school board was elected. Um, school board uh, run by somebody, or a school board president who was just recently elected and was, we all knew was going to become the next board president because she was running unopposed, um, brought in essentially somebody she knew personally from, from previous work and was not the top candidate of any of the committees. I can't get into the details of that, but was not the top ca candidate in any of the committees. Ultimately, the brand new board president was able to push through that candidate, ultimately becoming the superintendent. Um, fast forward, tons of turnover in the school district. Um, if you read the news, they'll say typical turnover, but it's not. It's actually exponentially higher as a percentage. Tons of turnover in leadership. Um, new school board and new school board elections coming up and a board vacancy and potentially two board vacancies. And so now you start to see the community starting to ask questions of what the hell's going on? Why, are, why, why is my favorite third grade teacher my, both my kids had gone? Why is the middle school principal that turned my kid's life around gone? And, and getting engaged. And so they started off by asking questions, showing up to board meetings and engaging in public comment. Um, asking challenging questions of the school board, and then the school board has to address that in one fashion or another. In some cases, the school board doesn't address it, which, which is very speaks, telling. That speaks volumes as well. And right? so in that case, that that's fomented a bit of a turnover in a board member, um, for whatever reason, and a board vacancy. And so it started off with asking good questions, asking good questions at the board meetings, and now some of those people who are asking good questions gaining some notoriety amongst their peers as somebody who is asking good questions, challenging mm. the school district and wants to improve, who inevitably is those people are now going to run for those vacancies. Yeah. And, yeah. and those are the people that I'd encourage you, if you're one of those people at home, whether you're a teacher who lives in that school district, obviously there's some, some restrictions there. If you mm. live in the district and you work in the district and you can't be on the board necessarily, um, depending on your state. But if, if you're one of those people who you're asking challenging questions in your school district and people are respecting you for asking those challenging questions, you're probably the person who needs to be running for school board. Absolutely. Yeah. And just to say this, if you're one of the millions and mi millions of subscribers and viewers to yeah. our podcast. I think, we're, I think we're in the billions now, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if honestly, if you're listening right now, then may maybe that's you. If you if you care enough to wonder about what's in the cracks of, of the schoolhouse. Mm -hmm then maybe you need to get in there and, and investigate it. I do want to just say to you, that was the most eloquent description of a nonspecific thing that I almost <laughs> forgot what you were talking about, even though I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. So kudos to you, man. Well done. Oh, yeah. You know, when, when you know people in, in situations, you have to be mindful and, and respectful of their situations. But it's a shit show. Like, it's, <laughs> a, it's a damn shit show. Absolutely it is. But, uh, you know, I guess if you, know, if you don't mind me closing that piece out, Doc Motor Chandler, the point is, is you got to you got to be involved in one way or another. Everybody has an opinion on their school. Um, at this point in time, my call to action is: my, don't be an armchair quarterback. Do something. Either get involved in your PTO or your school accountability committee, or go to go to events, um, sporting events, um, uh, science fairs, things where kids in your community are at, just just to see them. 
and to understand what cool things are really going on in schools. Yeah. Uh, if, if, you, you know, if you don't have your own kids there, uh, be a knowledgeable uh, voter of your school board. Go to a school board meeting. It, it all depends on what your range of time and effort and energy is, but that's what representative democracy is, folks. So please quit uh, complaining about schools and ask yourself, okay, yes, the schoolhouse is cracked. What am I doing to investigate? What am I doing to be a part of its repair? And, and how does that impact the life of a kid in that second grade classroom? Yeah. Not how is it impacting my political agenda? Yeah, absolutely. And, and we've both been fortunate to work with folks who don't have that ideology, and occasionally we, we have. And yeah. so, uh, so again, if you take anything away from this, folks, teachers, parents, um, board elections are coming up yeah. very quickly. Uh, your ability to announce your candidacy is coming up. Either it's currently open or it's about to open. Announce your candidacy. Don't leave voters with one schmuck of a candidate. <laughs> make the voters make a tough decision yeah. because this is representative of your community. And if there's t challenging community issues, the community is going to vote for the person they think is going to tackle them the best as opposed to voting for the person they have to vote, vote, yeah. vote for. So get out there. Get your name on a ballot. Show up to the meetings. Um, as always, thank you for tuning in to Schoolhouse Cracked. With me, as always, is Mr. Brett Derrickson, uh, fan of board members. Yes, and Dr. Motor Chandler, uh, in, in, inherent skeptic of all things, including school boards. Be sure to like us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, download us on all your favorite podcast channels, and send us your thoughts at schoolhousecracked at gmail.com. If you decide to run for a school board or if you're trying to encourage somebody else who's going to, send us your thoughts. Yeah. And just know that we have billions and billions of viewers, but we still have room for you or one more. Send this out to a friend.